0: So welcome everyone today to psalms through the eyes of the living letters and today we're going to be going and or beginning if you will psalm 119. Now those of you that uh, that know anything about psalm 119 realize that it's it's a very 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 long psalm. It's probably it is the longest book in the Bible itself. And it's it's a great it's a great uh psalm because uh, many don't, Many know, many don't know, but those of you that don't know, I want to kind of lead you into a little bit of what Psalm 119 is all about. From the Hebraic perspective, what they've done is they've taken all of the 22 of the original Hebrew living letters, and they've broken it down into eight verses. And so this Psalm goes into um, eight verses of every word that begins a sentence begins with that living letter. So this week, we're going to be going over the living letter Aleph through Psalms 119 verses 1 through 8. So every single beginning of of every sentence begins with the Aleph in this. And next week, it'll be bait and Gimel and so on. So those of you that are a part of our class, you know, have have heard me talk about Psalms, excuse me, have heard me talk about the living letters quite in depth, but from a very different perspective. This time we're going to the each one of these living letters, but through the perspective of the Psalms themselves. So we're going to be kind of dipping into some stuff for those of you that have been with me for a while, dipping into some stuff that uh, that you've never heard before. And for others, this is just going to be a wet your appetite kind of of uh, classes because or uh, or engagement time. I I like to use the word engagement time as opposed to classes or anything like that. Uh, But these videos are going to be a great way to be able to dig into and dive into some of the some of the deep understandings behind the living letters. Not only that, you know, People ask, you know, well, what is the what is the living letters all about? Why is it, why is it something that we need to have? Why is it, why do we have to have an understanding of the living letters? Well, be honest with you, it's because there is such a great depth to each one of these letters. See, Yahweh doesn't, doesn't look over the little things. As a matter of fact, he begins with the little things. Every single Hebrew word begins with the living letter Yod, because it begins with a dot. And in that place of that dot, then the lines are formed. Then the the shape of the letters are formed, and we can tell what that letter is based on that. But it all begins with that tiny little dot. So, if you will, the father is in the details. The father is in those little tiny jots and tittles. You remember that scripture that we've heard for many years that now there will by no by no means any there will not. How does it go? there will not be a jot or a tittle that shall pass away that in in the in the word of yahweh in other words even the jots and the tittles those little those little marks that are on the letters themselves actually have a meaning and those things have a perspective in looking at the way we see not only a hebrew letter but also a hebrew word mm-hmm. but also the way that we see the father because every one of the letters points back to the Father. But at the same time, every one of the letters points back and shows us who we really are.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And I love I love that that aspect of that. And so in, in this, uh, I, as I was going through this, this was something I did not know in the beginning. But that is that that uh, that in the Tuhalim, I love the way that this this actual psalm begins, because it talks about how this psalm is actually called the
1: Tamanya, the Tamanya uh,
0: Afine, Afine Tamanya Afine. I'm still learning myself, okay? So y'all forgive me. The Tamanya Afine. But basically, what that means is the eight facets every single one of these that we're going to be going through over the next 22 weeks is going to have eight verses that are going to be attached to them and they're known as the eight facets now again those of you that have been with me a while have heard me talk about the diamond of yahweh and 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 how each one of us reflect the diamond of yahweh and truth be told as i was as i was looking at this in the tahillim it really struck me because one of the things that I have not talked about was the diamond, if you will, the facets of who we are. That within our facet, we too are multifaceted. And this actually brings out a part of this. So I've begun to to dig into what that means. Father, show me this place of, of how I myself, in the in the in the reflection of who you are, am also multifaceted. And it begins really by looking at this Psalm one nineteen because each one of these letters are are going to represent those eight, at least eight of those facets of of who we are. Now I love this. I'm going to read the top part of, of this in the in the tahalim because I want you guys to, to to see this. This Psalm called the Tam uh, Tamanya. Uh, a fee, a fiend. again, y'all forgive me, I'm still learning myself. Uh, eight facets is an, is an eightfold alphabetical arrangement describing the ceaseless striving to faithfully live a true life of Torah, regardless of time, place, circumstance, or social environment. In prayers for a sick person, now listen to this, in prayers for a sick person, it is customary to recite those verses of the Psalm which correspond to the letters of his or her name. That messed with me right there, because i I was like, well, wait a minute. You know, when when we when we pray for someone who's not feeling well, many times we ask the father to to heal them. yeah, and 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 there's nothing wrong with that. But in the heart of the the intention of the Father, the Father has made each one of us to be a unique facet of him. And as we operate as that facet of him, in this place where we begin to pray for someone, our names are a reflection of our identity. Mm-hmm. How many times have you guys heard that before? You know, uh, not only not only from myself, but I know Apostle Aaron has spoken about that. Uh, Damon Thompson, others that that are connected that, that we we know well. Uh, are all talking about this place. I love Damon's, Damon's term of uh, beloved identity is what he's calling it. And so in Prayers for a Circus, to recite these verses of this psalm, which correspond to the letters of his or her name. It is our fervent prayer that the person will recover to utilize every facet of his unique personality as suggested by his name in God's service through Torah and mitzvot, or through the Word and through the following of the Word, the fall, or if you will, the doing of the Word. Now, in in uh, in Hebrew, the Torah would of course mean the Scripture, and mitzvot would 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 refer to that place of the commandments, or Mitzvot uh, would would refer to the commandments. But I don't. I'm not afraid of those words anymore. I'm not afraid of looking at them like like I used to. You know when when i've 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 been going through this struggle for a while now about you know the commandments and 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 looking at the commands because over and over and over again in scripture the talks it talks about how that uh that we are to follow the commands of god and you're gonna see that in this in this firm this first psalm as well there's gonna be a place where it talks about following the commandments of God but father's been messing with me about that because we've got this religious aspect when we think about these commands in the sense of doing them because we have to do them. And, and to be honest with you, at least for me in my life as I was growing up, that was kind of the way that I was taught, that, that I was told that I had to, to do these, these commandments or do these things, but didn't really have an understanding as to why or you know the reasons behind them. But Father's really been messing with me a lot lately. And you're going to hear that very strongly today in, in what we're going to be talking about Aleph because it it I began to realize that this place of the commandments isn't the way that I had always seen it. And you guys have heard me say this before and I'll say it again and I'll say it again and I'll say it again until the Father says, okay, let's move on from here. And that is this, I can I can use the word commandment and and it could give the impression that it's meaning a law or a requirement. Or I can see the commandment through the eyes of, of the way a Jew would see that commandment. And that would be, yes, charisma teaching. Or if you will, what my favorite sentence is, the loving instruction of a father. It's that place of of, of loving his children so much. That he wants to instruct them on the way that they are to go. Yeah, it's it's our choice. Remember that we always have a choice in whether we follow the, the words of the Lord and and, and and what we do. That is it is always our choice. But the next question is then why would I choose? Am I choosing to do this because I have to? Or am I choosing to do this because I love him? And I want to return that love back to him. I want to say, Father, I love you so much that, that I see this not as a command as something that I have to do, but thank you, Father, that I can do it. Thank mm-hmm. you, Father, that I have the opportunity to be able to do this. Yes. You know, see, to me, that, that, that now that makes sense. Because then that's, that's me crying back out to the Father. It's like, it's like blessing maybe getting a little bit ahead of myself a little bit. I was thinking about this just before we came on. And throughout, many times when we pray, and I've begun to change my own prayers as a result of this. uh, Many times when we pray, we begin to ask the Father, Father, bless. Bless this situation. Bless these people. Bless us. Bless us in where we're about to go. Bless us in, in what we're about ready to do, and so on. And then I started thinking about it. And most of the time, where we have quoted those scriptures, that, that word that's translated there is the word blessed, blessed, past tense. In other words, you're already blessed before you've even began it. (laughs) You see what I'm saying? You're already blessed. Why? Because you're following in the paths of the Lord. You're following after his word. You're following in out of love to him to do what to do what you want to do because you love him and want to do it.
1: Mm-hmm. And
0: and as opposed to uh asking the father to bless us. And it's funny because because one of the very hebrew hebraic ways of thinking is is first. Father, we bless you. Father, we bless you. See, we're returning that blessing back to Him. And there's a very, very, very deep perspective this I don't have time to get into today. But there's a very, very beautiful, deep aspect of this. That thank you, Father. That 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 you've begun to show, and and as time goes along, I will share those 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 things. But but for now, I want to stick to the uh, to what this says in uh, in Psalm 119, starting in verse one. And I'm going to I'm gonna read through this and then I'm going to go back through and spend some time digging into this a little bit. I hope you guys are ready today because this this is going to be, it's going to be one of the challenging and stirring type of, of words today. Praiseworthy are those whose way is perfect. Now I'm going to go back and talk about that word perfect in a minute because we have totally different ways of seeing that word perfect from the way that the scripture talks about it. Who walk with the Torah of Yahweh of Adonai, of God. Praiseworthy are those who guard or protect or keep his testimonies. They seek him wholeheartedly. I will love the Lord thy God with all my heart, with all my soul, with all my mind, and with all my strength. They all—they have also done no iniquity, for they have walked in his ways. You have issued your precepts to be kept diligently, These are my prayers. May my ways be firmly guided to keep your statutes. Then I will not be ashamed. When I gaze at your commandments, I will give thanks to you with upright heart. When I study your righteous ordinances, I will keep your statutes. Oh, do not forsake me utterly. That's Psalm 119 verses one through eight. Now, I love this because the first verse itself begins to open up. And there's a there's a, a Hebrew prayer that's known as Ashrei, And Ashray is a prayer that's spoken three times a day, uh to in, with a Jew. As a matter of fact, there's a promise that's attached to it that if if one recites this prayer three times a day, that he is guaranteed a place in the world that is to come. Well, looking at that from a Hebraic perspective, I I agree with that. But when I started looking at the Ashray prayer. And the reason why I'm looking up the word Ashray here, and as far as the Ashray prayer is concerned, is because the very first word, praiseworthy, is Ashray. Okay? So it's translated into this. And I, I love the Ashray prayer because if you stop to really look at it, the Ashray prayer is beginning to speak about my responsibility and the way that I see things. Now, There are two questions that have been key to a lot of what we've taught here in in our ministry here. And those two questions, those you guys, you probably could quote them back to me without me even saying them. What do you see and how do you see it, right? They have been cornerstones of, of everything. So let's take a look at this prayer based on those two questions. What do you see and how do you see it? Because when we look at the Asherah prayer, it says this. Happy are those who dwell in your house. May they always praise you. Now, think about it from the perspective of you. I am happy. Why? Because I dwell in your house and I always praise you, Father. Selah. Uh, Happy is the people for whom it is so. Happy is the people for whom Adonai, for for whom the Lord is their God. Tahila la David a Psalm of David, and it says this, I will exalt my God, begins it begins right off at the top. I will exalt my God, the sovereign. I bless your name forever and forever. Every day will I bless you. Now, the Asherah prayer, you're gonna notice sounds very, very familiar because it's actually, it's actually based on Psalm 145. Most of it is based on Psalm 145. Every day I will bless you. I will praise your name forever and ever. The Lord is great and highly praised, and there is not a limit to God's enormity. He is beyond comprehension, beyond his uh, just understanding. Each generation shall praise your deeds to the next, telling of your greatness, the splendid honor of your glory. And I will tell of And I will tell of your amazing deeds, and they will speak of your awesome strength, and I will tell of your enormity. They will share a reminder of your great goodliness, and they will sing of your righteousness. So now this is going on from the place of not only I will exalt you, but I'm going to teach my children. I'm going to teach my children to children. I'm going to teach those that are coming on behind me to praise your name. I'm going to show them the goodness of what you have done for us and how you have taken us through these things. The Lord is gracious and merciful, slow to anger and abounding in loving kindness. The Lord is good to all and God's mercy is bestowed upon all things he God has made. All God's creatures will give thanks to Adonai, and your righteous ones shall bless you. They will tell of your glory and of your sovereignty and speak of your greatness. In order to announce to all peoples God's greatness and to honor glory of God's sovereignty, your kingdom shall last forever and ever, and your rule shall extend into each and every generation. The Lord, Adonai, supports those who are fallen and straightens those who are bent. Every eye shall turn expectantly to you, and you give them food in proper time. Open your hands and satiate all living creatures. The Lord is righteous in all ways and virtuous in all deeds. Chayil. I love that word virtue there, chayil. Yeah. The Lord is close to all who call upon God and, to, and all who call to God with sincerity. God will do, listen to this, because this is definitely Psalm 145. And it's one that really messes with me every time I go to speak about it. And that's the reason I almost almost stop and make a point to point this out. God will do the will of those who fear him. God will hear their cry and save them. Now that is both beautiful And scary at the same time. God will do the will of those who fear him. God will hear their cry and save them. The Lord God's all loves, the Lord guards all those who love God and destroy all who are wicked. May the praise of God fill my mouth and may all life bless God's name forever and ever. I think there's a little bit more, and we bless God from now and for always. Hallelujah. Now, that is the Asherah prayer. And so it's it's you know, to me, that just begins to speak about the place of of who we are, and really, if you will, our heart attitude. You know, we've we talked about this before, and in, in that that God doesn't really look at the deeds, you know. So if it's commandments and the doing of the commandments. That that is, is able to save us, then then you know many would be saved who really never know the Lord, because they could sometimes sometimes people find it very easy to be able to follow rules exactly. Other people don't. Other people like to like me like to push the edge, like to push the edges of things and say, well, okay, wait a minute, I I, I can do that. I can I can listen to those words, <laughs> but but what does that mean? I don't want to be doing them just because I'm told to do them. You know, what is what does all that mean? It's got to have a meaning for me that, that, that helps me to understand why it is that we're doing something, right? So, you know, uh anyway, the 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 will of those who fear him, he will do is 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 a scary uh perspective because it it, it really sets into that place. Do you realize the power that you have? As you fear the Lord, do you realize the enormity of what is inside of you? Praiseworthy are those whose way is perfect. Now, I love that word there because, uh, in in Hebrew, that's the that's the it's the Hebrew word tummy may tummy may, and it it speaks of really not necessarily perfection, but it speaks of completeness. So what does that mean? Well, I love this because if you look here in this particular word, it's which is right uh, that second word in it's tav mem yod mem yod, and and uh, funny enough, the Hebrew word for for waters is right in the middle of this word. Mayim mem yod mem is the Hebrew word for for waters, and so anytime we see the waters in Scripture. Not only do we think about the place of the, the treasuries of heaven, which is one of the ways, but see, it's it's more than that. I, I hate using that word treasuries of heaven too much because I don't want to, to delineate it to one specific thing in the treasuries of heaven, because many times we think about it from a very financial perspective. No, no, no. It's more than that. It's more than that because just like a fish lives in the water and everything the fish needs is found inside of the water then the water is all that we need. In other words, in him, I live and move and have my being. Well, yeah, Mm -hmm. because I'm in the waters of my father. And so that place of being in him, I am complete in him. Why? Because everything that I need comes from him. I breathe in his breath. You know, I love the beautiful expression of forehead to forehead, nose to nose. As he exhales, I inhale his breath. As I exhale, he inhales my breath. And there's this beautiful exchange of the word of the Lord going forth into all the earth and not returning back void, because I have returned that breath, I have returned that word back to Him, and this is a perfect picture of that. So when it talks about the word perfect here and complete, it's talking about that completeness and the fullness of the of the relationship. Do you see that? He's talking about relationship here, and you know what? Just like any good relationship it's a growing process. It's a learning process. You know, am I always going to be perfect? No. Is he always going to be perfect? Yes. (laughs) Yes, he will always be perfect. But am I always going to be perfect? No, maybe not. Can he help me in making me perfect? Can he help me in making me complete? Can I choose my mind? or choose my choice, or make a choice to see myself as complete, and then in that sense, then maybe not have to deal with as much, because I have made the choice to see the fullness of who, of what he has made me to be. Remember this, remember this is talking about the eight facets. I'm I'm going much deeper today than I expected, (laughs) so I hope you guys are ready for this. Because it's it's this is good. I've just I'm hearing the father really begin to to speak with, with us with regards to this. Whose way is complete, whose way is perfect, if you will, who walk with the Torah of God, who walk in that place of the of the fullness of the Father. Pra- praiseworthy are those who guard his testimonies, or if you will, who keep his testimonies. They seek him whole wholeheartedly. Now, this is where I really got messed up in in looking at this particular uh, part of the psalm here, because in looking at it, the the first two words of this of of, of, cha, of verse two is ashre Ashrei, Ashrei, notsrei. ashrei notsrei. and the key word there was the second word that really began to stir me up, and that was the word that was actually uh, translated. Into guarding or keeping his testimonies, so to to keep his testimonies. Now, Natsre is spelled Nun, Zadi, Resh, and Yod. Now, one of the first letters that ever really spoke to me was the living letter Zadi, and it began to show me there was a secret inside of of Zadi, and I don't want to. Ha- I don't have time to get into to that right now. But let's just let's just start from the beginning. Nun is a letter that speaks about uh, a son. It's a son, a king, an heir, and a priest. And it talks about the place of of really, you know when I when I mentioned just a few minutes ago about a fish living in the water, Nun, its most literal translation, means fish. Mm-hmm. So a nun lives inside of the mem. a son, lives inside of the fullness of his father you see that so in him we live and move and have our being that's you know and it's funny because you know when you when you add one other letter which is the letter we're talking about right now aleph to the beginning of mem and nun you suddenly find the hebrew word amen in other words, so be it; it is done. Yeah, of course, so be it; it's done. Because we got the Father telling us who we are. We are fish living in the waters of Himself, and it's made us complete. It's made us perfect. It's made us full. Do you see that? So that Nazare. Let me get back to Nazare. I'll, I'll get got to. I'll get to preaching about some other stuff, and I want to. I want to stick on this. So Nun talks about son, king, heir, and priest. Zadi is a letter that speaks of righteousness. Now, for me, when we when you when you speak of righteousness, when we look at the place of righteousness, we find this place where we know that the the, the blood of Yeshua has made us righteous and has put us in right standing with the father. Right. So uh, to me, this 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 righteousness comes because of what Yeshua has done on the cross for us. But righteousness is not all of what is necessary for us to be able to walk in the ways of the Lord. It's just not, because there's another part of this that's called holiness. Holiness speaks of be ye holy as I am holy. It's what the scripture says. Be ye holy as I am holy. So holiness is a requirement. Righteousness is given, but holiness is not a requirement. Mm, All right. Just to to keep from the old religious terms, when when we look at that, holiness is a choice. Holiness is something that I choose to do because I love my father. Mm -hmm. Maybe that's a better way of putting that. Holiness is a choice that I do. So in that place, as the father begins to teach me, and he begins to show me who he is, and I look into his face and I become what I behold, Mm-hmm. I'm becoming a holy because I am I begin to be, begin to emulate him I begin to reflect him I begin to be a, a conduit of his light in the earth so that it can be seen but not only that but it's it's the pure light of Yahweh why because the 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 vessel has been made holy the vessel has been made pure I have made a choice to reflect my father and so holiness is is a is like I said a choice. And that's what this is talking about here. I love this because this Nazare actually speaks about this, the the difference. So the Zadi speaks of righteousness. The Resh, the living letter Resh, speaks about being separated unto holiness, being separated into that place. So, So you see the Zadi and the Resh that are side by side one another in this Hebrew word that's talking about keeping or guarding his testimonies, keeping his testimony, keeping his word the choice of keeping his word. And then it ends with the living letter, Yod. Natsre ends with the living letter, Yod. I love that because the Yod speaks about that place of creation. Uh, And now it's funny because many times in Hebrew, whenever you see a Yod at the end of a Hebrew word, and the root Hebrew word here is Natser, but when you see a yod at the end of that, it usually says my. So the pre the suffix means my. So in that place where he's speaking about that, praiseworthy are those who uh, are those who keep his testimonies. In other words, it's his testimony and it's his word, but I have chosen to make it mine. Does that make sense? Yes, they're his words. Yes, they're his testimonies. Yes, they're his, they're 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 his ways to walk, but I have chosen to make those ways mine. They seek him wholeheartedly. They seek with they seek him with all their heart, their soul, their mind, and their strength. Verse three, they have also done no iniquity, for they have walked in his ways. Now I find that very interesting because you know th- there's always been the question that has always been said what do you mean I- is there a place where we can live and not sin people uh, many people say that no that there's a place where we can we can uh, that even in our in our best ability to be able to to do something that that we will always end up sinning Okay, I agree with that, but what as opposed to now, 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 now this is where I know, I know Apostle Aaron. Um, this is one of his favorite responses. Which dimension are you talking about? <laughs> Which dimension are you speaking from? Well, okay, that's a good question. Which dimension am I speaking from? In the place where I'm trying to do this of my own uh, of my own uh, uh, out of my own abilities out of my own. Uh, you know, stamina or whatever out of my own physical abilities to be able to do that, I'm going to always fail every time. That is absolutely correct. I will fail because I'm not doing it in him. I'm trying to accomplish it in my own flesh. Okay. So I agree with that. However, let's go back to the verse before that. They seek him wholeheartedly. I've kept his words. I've kept his. I have made his choices my choices, and in that place, I have seek, seek sought after him wholeheartedly. They have also done no iniquity. Because I love this, what Rashi says here. This is one of the uh, one of the the commentators and one of the rabbis that speak about this. They have also done no no iniquity. Those who earnestly follow God's precepts receive special divine assistance to avoid doing any iniquity. I love that because I you know we've talked I've talked about this before in our classes and I'm going to just allude to it a little bit right here you know where it talks about the scripture where it says that uh that 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 the father always provides a way of escape that through through every temptation there's always a way of escape and I went to a Hebrew word a Hebrew word and showed that Hebrew word is actually translated in the negative And it appears to have a negative perspective to it. But the same letters that speak about that negative perspective are also the same letters that told me the way out. The same, all I had to do was look at them from another perspective, look at them from another dimension. And those same two Hebrew letters told me about being separated into holiness and seeing the the words of the Lord and 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 the the revelation of the Father in me and me in him. So you see, the truth is, is that, that, that even from a Hebraic perspective, that there is special divine assistance that's given in this place is as we wholeheartedly, as the intent of, you see, all of this that I'm talking about is talking about the intent of our heart and talking about this place of what is the intent of my heart what is the way that i'm that i'm i'm doing these things for am i doing it because i have to or am i doing it because i want to because i love him that's the cha- that's the difference in the intent of my heart and that's what the father looks on is the intent of the heart not the deeds themselves but the intent and if my intention is to live that that life that that in a holiness and in righteousness, through the righteousness given by the blood of Yeshua, then Father will give me additional assistance in that place. For why? Because I have walked in your ways. For you have issued precepts to be kept diligently. These are my prayers. May my ways be firmly guided to keep your statutes. May every step that I take be guided to keep your statutes, the steps of a righteous man. Or ordered of the Lord, right? You see, can we live in a place where in the midst of a hell, in the midst of all this stuff that's going on in the world right now, can we live in a place of, of, of absolute shalom and peace? Can we live in a place where those things don't don't affect us? Why? Because we see something that's far greater than that. Can I look at a tough situation? Can I look at something that's difficult or hard? And instead of seeing a trial or a tribulation, can I see a treasure hunt? Can I see something that then then begins to excite me? Because the Lord's saying, hey, I've given you a new, new challenge to overcome. I've given you something that I want to show you that you have the ability to do that you didn't know that you had to before. But the only way that I can show it to you is by is by bringing about this this situation that allows you to to step beyond where you are right now. Now I know that goes against a lot of what people talk about because a lot of times in Christianity we talk about this place of of being the way that we're knowing a holy we're in a holy place is when we're free of trouble. Whatever, if that's the case, then how will I ever know the fullness of what God has made me into being? I love Romans chapter eight. For that purpose, have you ever really stopped to think about that part of Romans eight? That part of Romans eight that says that the the creation was subjected to frustration, futility, vanity, whatever word that you want to use, not by the will of the of of the of the of the creation, but by the will of Him who sent. In other words, this frustration came from the Father. Why? So that we could become and see that we are the the, the the sons of glorious liberty. Let me read it to you. I just want to read it to you just to prove it to you. Look at this. I'm telling you. I, I, I Father has really messed. Where's Romans? <laughs> there it is. <laughs> Romans chapter 8. No, not 13. Romans
1: chapter eight.
0: Here it is. And let me go back from the beginning of this. For I reckon that the sufferings of this present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory which shall be revealed in us. For the earnest expectation of the creature waits for the manifestation of the sons of God. For the creature was made subject to vanity, frustration, futility, not willingly, but by reason of him who had subjected the same in hope. This is speaking of the father. He, but by reason of him who had subjected the same in hope, because the creature itself shall also be delivered from the bondage of corruption into the glorious liberty of the children
1: of God.
0: So now we say that, but let's look at it from the perspective of Shalom. Let's look at it at the perspective of peace. When I'm in that place where I'm looking completely from the, from the fleshly aspect of this, it's frustration. It's vanity. It's, it's, it's difficult because I can't see why these things are necessary. But when I step into the place of shalom, I begin to realize that these apparent difficulties are meant to challenge me to be able to see who I really am in him and who he really is in me. Does that make
1: sense? So
0: why am I angry at the very things that the father uses to teach me that I'm really a superhero? When I was with Andy and Carolyn, um, one of the ways, I I don't like using the term disabled or, or that sort of thing. I it just, it's, it's not my, it's not my uh, terminology. And, and uh, uh, we were talking and I said, you know, the, uh, you know what I call, what I call each and every one of us superheroes. We're superheroes, each and every one of us, no matter what and who we are, we are all superheroes in him. In other words, the father has been like, Rip open what's in, rip open that that veil of the flesh and let's see what's really inside. Because, yeah, there you go, Andy. There you go. And guess what? Superheroes have no limits, right? Superheroes have no limits. All right. So that's who we are. That's what the Father has made us to, to be in this then I will not be ashamed. When I gaze at all of your commandments, when I gaze at all of those things that you've said are loving instruction, I see them as loving instruction. I see them as the place of you being my loving father, teaching me how to, to be more than what I can, than what I really know that I am right now. Then I will not be ashamed. I will give thanks to you with an upright heart. When I study your righteous ordinances, when I look into the depth, when I look at to see what these what these things really mean, what your law really is talking about. How does it help? What is what is the reasons behind it? You know, it's funny because when we really look at the commandments, the six hundred and thirteen laws, you know, the vast majority of them, pretty close to three quarters of them, are are actual uh, sanitary laws. Wash your hands after you get done going to the bathroom. If you go to the bathroom, go outside the camp. Don't do it in the middle of the camp. <laughs> I mean, come on. It's, it's, it's plain and simple cleanliness type of stuff. It's two-thirds to three-quarters of them are just our cleanliness and sanitary laws. They really are. And they're like, well, duh. I mean, anyway, sorry. <laughs> I will keep your statutes. Oh, do not forsake me utterly. And Father, we know that in this place of, of who you are, you see this first Psalm in Psalm 119 speaks of Aleph. It speaks of you. It speaks of, of, of who we are in you and who you are in us. Father, it speaks of that place of your promises. And the fulfillment of your promises, just through the living letter Aleph, Father, I thank you that you've shown me that, and you've shown each and every one of us that 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 we can see the 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 really the the path the the the. We can see your path. We can see your way. We can see your promises and the fulfillment of your promises, just in the living letter Aleph itself. But Father, I thank thank you that you've also given us other letters and other expressions, other facets. And Father, as we we see each one of these eight eight facets every week this week, that you will continue to teach us the depth of who we are in you. As Father, we learn a new way of doing things. Uh, If you will, a new way that's an old way, (laughs) returning to the ancient paths returning to those ancient ways of, of, of looking at them, but not being held or bound by a religious law. But Father, because we love you, and we want to do these things. So Father, I thank you.
1: I thank you, Father. some of you may have
0: heard this before but i feel the lord speaking to me about just bringing it back up again for those of you that are new or for those of you that have not heard this before But one of the ways that Father began to show me about the living letter Aleph had to do with the place of authority. Um, And that, if you will, the Father has given us a crown and a place of authority so that we can rule and we reign with Him and together with Him. But I love the aspect of this because in the place where Aleph becomes a crown on my head, then Aleph becomes a crown on your head. And I remember one time the Lord was, was, was showing me this. And, and my, my wife and I were at a, uh, at a couple's uh, meeting. And during the meeting, the father began to show me this vision. And as I did, I saw where the father had placed his crown upon my head. The Aleph was a diadem the lamed which is you know the the hebrew word aleph is spelled aleph lamed pe or pe final so the aleph itself in the way that the the hebrew word aleph is spelled became the diadem it became the the crowning jewel on the top of the crown the lamed became the base of the crown as it as that was the part that fit on top of my head and became the foundation of my head now i love that because lamed speaks about learning and teaching so the foundation of his learning and teaching was what this crown of Aleph was, was, was used to set on my head. And then the, then when I saw that, I was like, well, father, where's the pay. So where's the pay final? Where's the pay? The pay is the Hebrew letter that speaks about the mouth. And then he took the crown and he placed it on my head. And I realized that the completion of that word Aleph was after he had placed the crown on my head, because then my mouth became that of returning his word back to him. In other words, he had given me the authority to speak his word into the earth. And and I and I realized that in that place, of course, that was just just blew me away. But during this vision, I I, I heard the Lord say, I want you to remove your crown and I want you to place it on the your wife's head. Because there are times that you need to, if you will, deny that play, not deny, but choose. I choose to allow myself to be silent as I place my crown on my wife's head and say, I want to hear the Lord as he speaks through you to me. And I choose not to not to, to have to have a response. In other words, I choose to be silent to be able to hear the word of the Lord through you. Now, any of you that have been married for any length of time, you know, sometimes that's kind of hard, you know, with husband, especially with husband and wife, because we're, you're, but yet in the same breath, should it be? Because in the place where I see her as a king, then there are times that I need her word spoken into my life and to hear her perspective of of what needs to be done and then there's times where she takes her for our fur crown and places it on my head and gives me the opportunity to speak in that place and so there's a beautiful honor of the authority in both of us but that goes beyond marriage you realize that there are times when i approach you that i need to take off my crown and place it on your head and say, I need to hear the word of the Lord through you. And I choose to not have to respond. Now I can maybe when you give me the crown back or you give me your crown, but I choose to honor that place of the authority that is in you as well. I call that the honor of kings. You see, to me, that is us being like father in the earth that is a, a a facet and a representation of us being like him in the earth so father thank you that praiseworthy are those whose way is complete is lacking nothing because we are in you father that we walk in your torah of god we walk in that place of your of your scripture and we keep your testimonies because we want to because we choose to because we love you And we're doing it out of an expression of our love back to you, not because we have to, because we seek you wholeheartedly in that place. Thank you, Father.
1: Thank you, Father.